This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Pulse 95 Live. From cover to cover. At the Sharjah International Book Fair. Yes, indeed. From cover to cover, you're listening to our special coverage of the third largest book fair in the world, Sharjah International Book Fair. We've spoken to visitors and we've spoken to authors, but now we have one with us right here in the studio, Jordan Wiley. He is a former soldier, best-selling author, and an extreme adventurer. He took the life-changing decision of joining the British Army at 16 years old, and after serving for 10 years and fighting piracy off Somalia, he actually wrote his very first book, Citadel, about his experience, which became a number one bestseller in 2017. This year, though, he decided to take on the terrain of three of the world's war-affected countries, hoping that he's going to help children affected by the war. And he is joining us right now. Thanks a lot for joining us, Jordan. It's such an honor having you here with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's a real pleasure and an honor for me to, to join you. It's uh, an honor, likewise, uh, for us as well. And uh, Jordan, I mean, you've done so much. I was We were doing our research, and you like to really push the envelope as far as going to certain places around the world that others perceive as dangerous. Can you talk a little bit about your adventures and what you've done uh, in line with that and maybe people's misconceptions about those places? Just give people an idea of what you've been doing um, in anticipation for your book, Running For My Life. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for the next adventure because for me, adventure is is one of those things that it builds bridges where there are often barriers in the world and go into these incredible countries and showing people a different side or perspective them is so important in the world today because people have lots of views and opinions that are normally influenced by what they've seen on a TV um, or dare I say it on a radio or listen to on a radio. <laughs> um, but you know, it, so, so I almost feel it's a responsibility having, having served in places like Iraq and, and been to places like Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, uh, places that have a lot of challenges, um, you know, from conflict and war. Um, so for me to go back there and, and to try and help the people, and, and more so than anything, the children, because I think when it comes to children, for me, they are the sheer innocent victims of any conflict because sure. you know they, they can't just get up and walk away or, or, or move out of the country. They, they, they're uh, unfortunately uh, victims of circumstances. And I, I try to inspire hope to those children by supporting their education. Mm. So I fundraise as much as possible, whether it's to build a school to provide uh, stationary supplies or provide teachers. Um, and I think that's really important and you know for me adventure is about inspiring the next generation it's about showing people that anything is possible if you truly believe it if you're willing to train for it if you're willing to put in the hard yards the sacrifices you can really I genuinely believe it's not a cliche you can achieve anything you want in this world uh, but at the same time it's not going to come easy and no one's going to give it to you definitely great words coming from a great man but you know speaking of your history you've served in the British Army for 10 years and then once you left the army you entered the world of maritime security and that's where the story of your bestseller book Citadel actually was born because uh, it is a first-hand account of you basically fighting piracy off Somalia from a man who is no stranger to danger so what was the most difficult or challenging part of writing this book and what might be your advice for someone or an, or an aspiring author who plans to write uh, maybe a book about their struggles? Yeah, I think 
you know for me I, I, I say I, I've had a lot of challenges um, in, in my life but as we all have we've, we all, we've all got challenges whether it's with relationships with family, friends, loved ones whether it's in the workplace um, or in business there's challenges around us all the time and mm. my two great escapes to overcome adversity one is exercise and adventure and the other one is writing it's, it, you know I, I find writing a therapeutic stra- yeah, it's, it's therapeutic yeah, absolutely I, I find it almost like having my own counselling session with myself <laughs> by writing my thoughts down writing my feelings down and, and actually, you put them all into this collection that we call a book and, and you just put it out there and say, Do you know what, that's me. And, and it's almost acceptance that this is who you are, this is what you've done, this is what you stand for. And some people might like it, some people might not, but you know what, you, you've given it your all, you've given it 110% and that's you. And, you know, I've, I've had lots of challenges recently with mental health, with anxiety, depression. I was diagnosed with epilepsy three years ago. I contracted dengue fever in Africa uh, four years ago. And but as I say, challenges uh, I, I try to use adversity to fuel my passion to, to move forward in life and I think whatever whatever happens in life we have to keep moving forward it doesn't it doesn't matter if we make mistakes we make errors because we will always do that we're human beings True. but what's important is we don't dwell on the past we take the lessons and we keep moving forward always and mm. um, because life will drag us down otherwise and that's all I try to do with my my own adventures or my own writing it's it's as simple as that really and uh, when it comes to overcoming adversity because you've been through a lot you were deployed in war-torn countries you said you struggled with epilepsy I'm sure the war itself has also taken a mental toll on you how do you keep forward in fact how do you end up writing a book itself because I see a book a finished book as a triumph over these challenges the fact that you put something like that out there is so admirable what would you tell people who are struggling with such things and may not be able to finish that book that they've always wanted to write yeah I think if you're struggling with anything I think the first thing you need to do is you need to share that problem you need to speak to people and that can be that can be sometimes difficult because um, because you might be embarrassed you know you might be scared you might be worried or concerned but I can I can assure you that a problem shared is a problem halved and it's and it's the first uh, step to moving forward uh, you and know. it'll make you feel less alone because sometimes we think that we're alone in our adversity until we share it and find out that many people are actually struggling with the exact same thing that we are a hundred percent and I and I think that normally you know when it's quite it's quite uh, strange because when you share your problem normally there's a lot of other people through the same problems exactly. as well and, it, and exactly. it's sort of you, you, you encourage others to speak out and that's why you know people sometimes say to me Jordan is, is it not a bit risky talking about your mental health challenges because it might affect your career or your mm. opportunities but you know what that's me and that's who I am and you have to be honest with yourself if you you know if you can't be honest with yourself who, who can you be honest True. with True. I mean showing humanity is very important um, but in you know just last month you actually completed and became the first person in history to row solo unsupported across the most dangerous strait of water on the planet which is Bab el-Mandeb Straits between the Horn of Africa and Yemen so you've trained and ran in Somalia Iraq and Afghanistan you've raised awareness on children suffering in war zones but why did you decide to take on this challenge I mean there must be a why for you to keep going through these different runs and different challenges no absolutely you're right and and I think finding your why is so important when you're trying to have a big impact. You know, you, you, what is it that's going to make you wake up in the morning, jump out of bed, and do whatever, do your thing, whatever that may be. And I think when you're when you're trying to do major fundraising, you know, I'm trying to build a school on the Horn of Africa at the moment for refugees affected by conflict and war. Fundraising is a very complex field. It's very challenging because there are so many people out there trying to raise Definitely. money and there's so many good causes you know there's, there's a good cause everywhere we look these days so how do you do things differently as a fundraiser well you have to take bigger risks if you take bigger risks you'll get more media interest which means you'll mm. get more sponsors which donors will come and it's it's a bit of a cycle and uh, you know what was your why though <laughs> my why is to make Don't a difference my, 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 my why is to is to impact the lives of children uh, to inspire hope 
um, because for me, you know, I, I grew up in quite a rough area, deprived area in the mm. UK, but nowhere near as rough or deprived as some of the countries that I visited. Mm. And actually the things that I complain about and my friends and family might complain about, when I look at the perspective of, of places like Iraq, Yemen at the moment, yeah. you know, we don't First have First world problems. First, yeah, exactly. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's an absolute tragedy, some of the, the, the things that are going on in, in, in some countries at the moment. And I, I always believe that if you can make a difference in the world, then you absolutely should. And it doesn't matter if it's only a small difference, because if we all do a little bit, we can do a lot together. True. Absolutely. Uh, we are speaking to Jordan Wiley, best-selling author, former soldier and extreme adventurer right here on From Cover to Cover. What we're going to do is take a bit of a short break, but coming up after the break, we'll talk all about Jordan Wiley's latest book. It's on the verge of coming out, plus yes, uh, some indeed. of the more charity initiatives uh, that he's been embarking on as of late. So stay tuned to Pulse 95. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95 Live, from cover to cover, at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Good evening and welcome back to From Cover to Cover. I'm Ahmed Daoud with Omnia Saleh with special guest Jordan Wiley. He's a former soldier, he's a best-selling author. And Jordan, you've got a new book that's about to be released uh, on the 7th of November called Running for My Life. Yeah, very exciting. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book and how it came about? Yeah, so Running For My Life is, is my second book and it's, it's actually, it's, it's got two meanings as, as, you can, as you will see when you see the cover. So Running For My Life was what we referred to earlier, was running through these conflict and war-torn countries, Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia. Mm -hmm. But also, I was running for my life because running exercise and adventure is one of the things that really helped me from a mental health perspective. Yeah. I, I, I was diagnosed with um, severe depression, chronic anxiety. And my escapism from that every day still today is running. I go running for 30 minutes and I'm not even, you know, the truth be told, I'm not even somebody who loves running. I'm not passionate about running, but I get the physical and the psychological benefits of running. I, I agree. I, I can relate to that because I do love running. And it, they, there's something called the runner's high. Yeah, yeah. It really gives you a complete different perspective on life once oh, you're absolutely. done out of your run. You get, get the endorphins flowing and you get into a happy place, you know, and... You might not be happy straight away when you finish your run because it's quite tiring, but you get there. You read know. that at the beginning, but then it kicks in. So yeah. what would people expect reading this book as far as subject matter, content? Uh, what, what should people expect? This is an incredible journey um, about a former soldier who... Is it a non-fiction, sorry? No, it, it's non-fiction. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. me. It's so like it's, your it's, biography. It's, it, it is, yeah. It's, it's, about, it's about me as a former soldier who, who went to war, went to conflict, you know, uh, had lots of challenges as a result of that but psychologically physically and then decided many years later to, to go back but one of the things that really affected me in, in in these countries was it wasn't the the bombs or the bullets that often does affect soldiers from post-traumatic stress it was actually the the visions and the sights of children that mm -hmm. i saw every day and the hardships that they went to and the sheer innocence about them and for me i do you know what i remember when i was in I I iraq uh, in 2005 yeah and i, I remember seeing a little boy who tragically lost his life and I remember every day there was children running around in the roads in very dangerous areas and I remember saying to my interpreter I said as in it was a throwaway comment at the time I said god did these people not just have a school to go to and he mm. looked at me and he said that's the problem they don't have a school to go to and that really stuck with me and I said wow that, that's it they don't have school to go to. and he said no the school is 40 kilometers north they have no vehicles no cars they can't get there you know these are very poor families 
and I thought, wow, that's that's because that's incredible. Because I always took school for I wasn't even good at you school. You take it for granted. You take it for granted, and and so many children, especially in the UK, they 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 they, they, they take school for granted. They they don't put the effort in. We don't try, and I was I was guilty of this also. Mm. And actually, when you go to these countries, you realise you have that sort of that special moment where you think, wow, we are so fortunate to live the lives that I live. You know, in a comfortable home with loving family, with fresh water, fresh food on the table every night, and it makes you. You want to go back and you want to help these people and you know I'm, I, I, and that's that's what I try to do I, I just want to try to help children that I, I've seen and come across in these countries yes. what's interesting about your journey through these countries is it, it gives you an entirely different almost alternate perspective and an outlook on what it's really like in these countries because you look at uh, mainstream media sources and they paint a completely different picture of these regions these areas than the ones you've been talking about. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I know these stories are in your book. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. for example, even the, 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 the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, which is essentially the British government's uh, department for overseas travel, they told me you should not go to these countries. And in fact, if you're in those countries, you should get out immediately. But actually, especially Afghanistan, Somalia, Iraq, I saw more incredible acts of kindness there. But not only that, from the people, the landscapes, the, the culture, the history, it's incredible, you know. It's, 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 I, I, I could literally talk about this for, for weeks. It's, it's, it's a very, all, all three of those countries are full of special people, special places, uh, and they will always Definitely. have a, an incredible place in my heart. Definitely. But I think what what is interesting about your book is you talk about your three different runs, which are definitely physically challenging. But you don't just get into the physical challenges of it all because you also discuss the mental challenges as well. I mean, it was a year after you were diagnosed with epilepsy, and I mean. Uh, just, I would love to know a little bit more about how you aim to portray these mental challenges and if being diagnosed with epilepsy actually created a challenge for you to write the book. Yeah, I think, as I was saying earlier, challenges are around us all the time uh, and it's how we face those challenges and take responsibility for those challenges which defines who we are. Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy, you know, epilepsy is just one example, but we, we, we've all got challenges and it's very easy and, it, and we can just sit back and we can say, do you know what, I've got epilepsy now, I give now. up. I give up. And, and, and I've seen a lot of people do it and I also, I, I feel that I have been given a responsibility from somewhere above maybe to say, <laughs> actually, you're flying the flag now for everybody who's got epilepsy. You're going to show them that just because you've got epilepsy doesn't mean you can't do anything. In and, fact, and you do you show, do more. Exactly, yeah. but you do show your humanity because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially those who accomplish so much in their life, they try to portray themselves as these uh, you know, perfect beings. But what's interesting is that you really do go vulnerable with your readers. Yeah, yeah. No, you showcase that important. I'm not perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's really important that as well. And I make a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm not one of these people who says I have no regrets because I've got tons of regrets. But as I said earlier, I take the take the mistakes, the errors, the shortfalls, the lapse in judgment, and I. I, I take the lessons very quickly and I try and move forward but I, I still make mistakes every day I make mistakes on a, on a regular basis and but what's important is you own your mistakes don't try and hide away because if you do hide away from them they will never go away they will always be there and if you're not holding yourself accountable for your mistakes somebody else will hold you accountable for them and that's even worse yeah. so oh, yeah. own your mistakes <laughs> uh, you know and it might be embarrassing it, it, you know it's, it, sometimes it seems a bit uncomfortable for you but at least you can go to sleep peacefully at night knowing you've given it your all even if you've made a mistake and uh, Jordan I like reading your book and I love the way it's put together it's written in the first person it's almost written like a, a, a friend, a friend yeah. speaking directly to you the way you narrate things is like a novel I, I'm really interested in the way you put this book together the method of writing it how did that come about yeah it's you know I'm I wouldn't I think it's there's an old saying that says everybody's got a book in them and I yeah. think it's I think it's really true because 
You know, I, I was one of these young boys who was not the best at school academically, even with my attitude. You know, I, I, I was quite naughty, if the truth be told, as a, as a, as a, as a little boy. You know, I, all I was interested in was sport, and that was all I cared for, football. I mean, it explains your journeys and your races now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, anybody can write a book. For me, I, I normally pick an adventure. The adventure for me must have a purpose, and the purpose is children. Otherwise, it's just an adventure. And that doesn't do it for me. I'm not saying it, you know, for, for some adventurers that's perfect. But for me, without the purpose and my why, the, the adventure is, is just another day in the office. It's about the impact of the adventure. But I, I take lots of notes. I do lots of voice recordings. Um, and I, I gather all those notes together at the end of an expedition or the end of a year. And actually, writing after you've finished an expedition is, is very therapeutic because it's all about reflection. Because throughout those journey of running through those three countries there are so many lessons not just about me but about other people about culture about kindness about humanity uh, about history you know, it's really educational when you, when you do these things and also people only ever see the glories in you know with social media they only ever see the trophy moments true I, I always think social media is like a it's, <laughs> it's like a, a highlight, highlight reel. it's a highlight yeah. reel isn't it and actually that isn't reality um, so for me, I, I try to be as honest and open as possible. And it's uh, funny because no one wants to see, you know, your broken moments on social media, but we'll happily read them in a book. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think on my social media though, as well, I'm, I'm quite good at acknowledging the mistakes and hopefully sharing mm. other people. There's a, a famous quote. I love my quotes, and there's a famous <laughs> quote. It's a famous quote that says, "A wise person, a wise person learns from his mistakes, but an even wiser person learns from the mistakes of other people." Ooh, wow. <laughs> there we go. I like this one. Um, and you know, I mean, you haven't there's nothing that you haven't done you've been through the water you've been through the sand but now we actually got an exclusive uh, secret that your upcoming challenge is going to be in the ice yeah <laughs> we've, we've, we, you know i've spent so much time in these hot places i needed a break i need some yeah. I, I need some cold weather <laughs> right? for a change yeah so we're going to be doing next year i'm going to be doing a project which is called running dangerously again but this time it's the polar edition um, so yeah we're going to be going to minus 40 degrees we're going to be going polar bears uh, we're going at North Pole and then to Antarctica to the south and we're going to run a marathon at the geographic north uh, and, and down south so can't wait it's uh, it's another challenge it's exciting but a, a very different set of circumstances this time we're going to be yeah. running on ice you know what Ahmad <laughs> we should get him to write in our crowdsourced book write a line that you, what do you expect to learn from that journey maybe Absolutely. then we can give it back to you whenever you're writing yeah, your next pleasure, book yeah pleasure pleasure <laughs> that's right uh, and a pleasure speaking to you indeed Jordan Wiley best selling author his book Running For My Life coming out on November 7 uh, really compelling stories uh, in this book great it's not cover one to too miss. I love the cover yeah it's a, it's you it's, it's you running <laughs> literally <laughs> with like uh, the backdrop helicopters everything really a pleasure speaking to you Jordan no thank you so much for having me uh, keep up the great work guys Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, this is from cover to cover. What we're going to do is take a bit of a short break. We've got more interviews and features about the Sharjah International Book Fair lined up. Stay tuned to Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Keeping it local all day, every day.